For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, guys. Thursday evening edition. Uh, a little bit different this week. Jesse is not here. We both had some class and some stuff to take care of this week. I'm out of town. I'm actually in Florida. Uh, so solo show. It's going to be a little shorter because, quite frankly, I, don't, I can't think of many people who want to you want to listen to for like an hour, hour 20, like we normally do solo. And I don't think I'm on that list. So, yeah, we'll keep it short. Uh, it has been the busiest week in sports. Uh, actually, I say I'm solo. Ronick is here. Ronick, say hello. People want to hear from you. What's up? How are you doing? There it is. Ronick, is this the busiest week in free agency slash trades you've ever seen in your life? I think with the MLB lockout happening, NFL free agency, March Madness, it's it's probably one of the craziest sports weeks I can remember. Do you view today's show as an opportunity to seize Jesse's pizza, the pie, and start getting paid a piece of his money. Is that what this is? Jesse is irreplaceable. I, I would never dream of it. Never. That is a fantastic answer. Uh, I am actually on the third level of a skinny house in Florida looking at the ocean. So that's the other reason we're going to keep it short. Nothing worse than sitting inside when this is happening. Uh, you call it, Ronick. Baseball or football? Where are we going first? I need somebody to bounce stuff off of. Let's, uh, I mean, baseball is my sport. So let's do baseball. All right. Biggest. Let me ask you this too then. I think... I actually think Chris Bryant is the biggest signing so far or move. Your thoughts? Uh, the thing about the Chris Bryant signing is that he kind of went to a team that's pretty irrelevant. And that's he's going to kind of waste away because that is not a good team, the Rockies. And um, I was I was kind of thinking that the Freddie Freeman signing was probably a little bit bigger just because the Dodgers were already World Series favorites. But now this kind of puts them over the top. That is ridiculous. Freddie, So Freddie Freeman... Not many. I mean, obviously, he he just signed today, so there's been hardly any movement. Um, the one thing that has been moving pretty good is his 2011 PSA 10. It's got a pop of 11.40. That's his flagship rookie. It was doing like 200 bucks today. They've been 250 and over. I don't know that that sustains. I mean, Freddie Freeman's market's always been. He's always been much better than his market has shown. 
Like he's been a perennial MVP candidate coming off a championship a couple or last did they win last year? Year before. Last year. Yeah, last year. That's right. They just won. And again, the guy's in the discussion for MVP every year. I think it helps us more. I mean, obviously it's helped it in the short term. I think to play with Freddie's, you probably just keep holding and see what they do. Um, I mean, obviously that team is stupid loaded. I mean, people have been talking about their lineup and I know everybody hated him after the last season, but like Cody Bellinger might be the fourth best hitter in that lineup. And the guy won an MVP a couple of years ago. I do think Freddie Freeman's probably a decent buy and hold for the season. I don't know what you, if you do that right now. I think the initial like hype of him going is probably enough for me to wait on it, but it'd be nice. I, I know a lot of guys like Freeman anyways. Have all, you know, he's often one of those guys that's like, who is the most disrespected superstar in terms of hobby value? I mean, he's got to be right there. So I'm curious what Freeman stuff does. We'll be back Monday with our regular show. We'll pull some stats then too. But in the limited time, it looks like he's up 20, 25% kind of across the board from the few sales he's had. Um, so yeah, obviously, Freddie's the big one. Uh, Chris Bryant to me is still weird. His 2013 Bowman Chrome, which is his first, and his 2014 are both about 20% of what they were at their highs the year they had a year removed from their World Series uh, with the Cubs. Ronick has a good point. I mean, I don't know how good the Rockies are going to be, but at the same time, the air is super thin. Like the numbers don't lie. People statistically have hit much better in Colorado. So I do think there's an opportunity there for him to like have a big season. But if he's irrelevant, I, I don't know if it much matters. And he's been kind of irrelevant anyways. Like there's a reason the Cubs dumped him. So I'm kind of a hold. There's been very little movement on his stuff anyways, because it just happened the other day as well. Less movement than Freddie Freeman too. Like Freeman's up across the board. KB, I don't think anybody cared last year when he got traded. I don't think anybody cares now that he's been moved. I guess if Colorado goes on a run, um, but yeah, with Cape, to me, with Chris Bryant, I would just wait. I don't think there's any reason to be in a rush over that guy because, I mean, who cares? Like at this point, he's become almost irrelevant. I think the biggest news in baseball, though, is probably not even a trade. Like Tatis Jr. is injured again. This kid is like, I'm being dramatic, Ronick, and this is normally when Jesse would slap me back into place, so feel free to do so. Like, is this going to be the kid that never ends up being like the guy? Is this like the next Grant Hill? Like, what, what's, the, what's the narrative right now on Tatis? It's uh, it's a little worrisome. He's he hasn't been able to stay healthy a single year in his entire career, except for the shortened season. So I think people are going to be a little, they're going to overreact a little, which might be fine. But this was a, it was a motorcycle accident. So it wasn't like he hurt himself on the field. Um, I'm still pretty hopeful. I, I still am really high on him as a player, but we'll see. Uh, it's definitely not not the best when someone gets injured that often. Yeah, I mean, that. I guess that is the only saving grace. I'm glad he didn't do this like swing. Like last year was when he swung his bat and it looked like his arm was going to fall off his body. We didn't need to see that again. So the fact that it's not a contact injury, uh, on-field injury, I should say. I guess he made contact with the ground. So I guess that is a contact injury. But I just start to think with Tatis too, like he's also kind of tied up in that class. A lot of his 2019 stuff has crazy eye populations. We've already seen a drastic drop. I mean, I, I think initial reports are he's going to miss six to nine weeks. If that's the case, again, just from like a hobby value, like I don't think there's any reason to rush into buying this guy. They're not going to rush him back. You got a couple months. I mean, as he gets closer to coming back, maybe it's interesting. But, you know, he's another guy. Super high ceiling, but he also has very high pricing. So what's the, what's the play? If you're holding his stuff, though, I, I also don't think I would sell. Like, obviously, his stuff's going to come down with him missing the first month or two of the season. I'm not in a rush to dump him because I think he is that talented. And worst case, yeah, he never plays 160 games, but when he plays 50 in a row, he's unbelievable. 
it's enough to maintain his relevancy and his his you know his hype in the hobby. The other thing I actually like about Tatis too is he actually has some attitude and some swagger, like as opposed to just the the other like eighty year old white guys who play baseball and don't have any personality. I kind of like that Tatis will flip the bat. He's got some swagger to him, so. I don't think there's a rush to sell off right now. He's obviously going to come back for the season. I got to kind of just wait and see. So, yeah, anyways, crazy busy. There's been a bunch of other little moves, too, in baseball. Um, we'll jump to football for just a minute. Football's been weird. There's been some signings that have been huge that on-field will be a major impact. I don't think they matter at all in, in, uh, in the hobby. Probably the best example of that is Von Miller. Like I think Von Miller's probably going to have a very good season in Buffalo. I don't think I care. Like, I don't think the hobby's going to care. Just won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Granted, he wasn't a huge part of it, but it didn't do a lot for his pricing. I think Von Miller's the type of guy, if you want to buy him because you like Hall of Fame stuff or you're a Bills fan, or if you're just chasing his Denver stuff from his rookie year in 2011, that's fine. I don't think we're going to see any big movement with him. Like, he's not, he's not TJ Watt. He's not setting a, a record here. Um, by the way, see again, Ronick, this is where Jesse would come in handy. How are we not talking for 45 minutes straight about Tom Brady? I was going to ask you. I thought you would start the show off with Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've been in class from 8 to 5, 5.30, even a little later. And then we've had like business meetings after. My brain is mush. So Tom Brady, you know what? Scratch the whole 20 minutes we just did. Garbage. We're doing nothing but talking about Tom Brady today. That's it. I was shocked, by the way. Absolutely shocked. I can tell you right now, Simmons, Simmons texted me, is not a fan of the move. Thought he should have stayed away. Um, I can see kind of both sides. I mean, just from a sports side, I don't know. Like, who are you afraid of in the NFC? Green Bay, I think, is still a bunch of choke artists. I think the Cardinals are going to get worse. The Cowboys, eh. The Niners, if they get a, you know, a quarterback in there that can play better than Jimmy. And then, obviously, the Rams are still good, but you've lost some big pieces. I, it kind of makes sense to me why Brady would come back. Like, they were, I mean, a defensive stand away from going to the to the Super Bowl last year. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm very interested about that. I, I did not think he'd come back, though. Like, I thought for sure when he was done, that'd be it. And the fact that it was two months later is even more wild to me. Um, obviously, nightmare scenario. He comes back and it's Peyton Manning. You know, he just has this horrible season. Either he gets injured or he just looks like he's, he's 45. He actually plays to his age, which we haven't seen yet. So I like the fantasy of this 45-year-old guy kind of coming back off a, you know, successful season, crazy stats, second in MVP. It sounds great. I am kind of like Bill, though, on this one. Like, man, if you come back and play miserable, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see that. So I thought it was actually a perfect ending last year. Phenomenal season. Best of all time for a guy his age. You walked off the field for your last time, having thrown a crazy pass to Evans to put you to tie the game at least. Yeah. Pricing is different though. So I mean, this hobby stuff, I guess it was perfect timing for his hobby. There was a pretty good jump two months ago when he actually retired. Then things kind of chilled out for a while. Like his pricing kind of came back almost to pre-retirement pricing. Um, again, not a ton of sales this week on his big rookie stuff, but it, he is up probably 10 to 20%, um, which I don't think is a bad buy. Like I think he's probably still going to have a very good season. I think the Bucks are going to end up being, I don't know, top one, two, three in the NFC this year. And, and unless there's an injury or we see him do something he's never done, which is just look look bad, I mean, I think he's probably still a safe bet. The weird thing with Brady, though, is after this offseason nonsense and shenanigans that we just saw, if he comes out and plays like really good, 
which again, very capable of doing that. And that team is, I think that's when it gets weird. Like all of a sudden it's going to be like, you know what? This is like Jordan coming back to the wizards, except on a, on an even higher level, this guy's going to be relevant. Maybe they're going to be a super bowl contender early. You know, my, my motto with Brady is buy everything you can. Like, I don't care. Just buy everything. Tom Brady. You're never going to get hurt with it. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, his flare impact was sold. His 2000 Bowman PSA nines have been up pretty good. There's been a few sales there. Um, he's interesting. More movement than him has been Russell Wilson. And it is weird. No banter. I almost want to call Jesse on the phone. This is just reading stats. This is brutal. That's why we're going short today. Uh, five more minutes. We're doing a five more minutes of this. Couple mailbag questions. And then I'm going to call Jesse and tell him how much I miss him. Cut all that out, Ronick. I don't want him to think he's more valuable than he is. Um, Russell Wilson is way up now. I think that's probably a realistic thing for him. I think we're going to see his numbers go up. If you are a believer in Wilson, I think you probably need to buy his stuff now. I think once he gets on the, on the field, even though there's been a strong reaction already, I think Denver's very good. Um, I think they're going to be good. I think he's going to play well. I mean, he's still a great quarterback when he's healthy, so I like him. The other guy I think there's, it's worth taking a look at, there's a couple more. Like Trey Lance stuff, I was kind of high on a couple weeks ago. Just on all the speculation that he may be the starter there next year, his stuff is like through the roof expensive. I am going to totally change my tune on him now. I think I would actually sell Trey Lance because of how high he is right now, almost everything. And I think I would just buy him back in a couple months. Like once this allure, and we, then we get to see too if Jimmy G actually gets traded or, or gets cut or whatever. Um, I think Trey Lance might be a sell now just because of how high he is. Kind of makes me a little nervous there. Like, can he live up to the hype? Um, Mitch Trubisky's another guy. Trubisky has had a crazy week. So his contenders auto, we're doing about 100 bucks raw, up to 150 uh, as late as January. By the way, January 19th, not like six months ago. January 19th, raw contenders, 95 bucks. The same card on the 14th, so earlier this week, right after he sold with Pittsburgh, $400. The fact that Mitch Trubisky's market has 4X'd in some occasions is insane. And it's not just that. His contenders, PSA 10, same thing. In December was 250. March 9th, almost $1,000. I don't understand. Like, I think Pittsburgh's a good team. I think they have some good weapons offensively. Their line is, you know, average at best. I don't, like, I'm just, I, I don't know how you don't sell Mitch Trubisky, even if you think they're going to be unbelievable this year. Like the hype around that trade is just nuts to me. I think you got to move him. Um, I don't know. We'll see what he does. Again, it's a good situation, but it's still Trubisky. Last guy I would talk about is uh, Deshaun Watson. Now there's apparently talks he may go to Arizona, like in some sort of a Kyler Murray swap. I would absolutely hate that for Kyler. But if Deshaun got put on that team that won 11 games last year, I think that'd be pretty wild um, to see what he could do with some... Like that would be a better team than he has ever been a part of. If that guy gets moved over there, I think his stuff's going to go absolutely nuclear because people are excited to see him come back anyways. And then no Baker news. I thought Baker was going to get cut today. Now they're saying they're not going to cut him, not going to trade him. So I don't know. Another guy I don't think you need to spend any time or money on is Baker. But there you go. It's kind of like a little bit of a recap. We'll hit more of this next week when we have two shows and two people. A um, couple other notes, though, I did just want to say. First off, the zero cool stuff we ripped so that was the Gary V stuff that came out through Fanatics with Josh Luber. We had him on the podcast last week. I have never seen resale like that stuff is. I don't know what the doodles are. I don't know what they stand for. I don't know what the utility is. I don't know anything about them. 
absolutely insane in the secondary market. So the boxes themselves, which sold for $21.50 at the, the um, Blind Dutch auction, are selling for like five to six grand right now. And the singles are selling for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for stuff that, again, I don't even know what it is. Um, I'm kind of surprised. I, I didn't think the single side would be that strong. So uh, that's been kind of a weird development. But I know and a lot of guys hate that, whatever. It's not for the sports card hobby. Like, I don't think anybody here is supposed to care about it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. But maybe it brings a few people over or at least has more eyes in the hobby, which is, you know, a good thing, so... But yeah, that definitely caught me off guard. Uh, the other thing that came totally out of nowhere, Drake ripped like 10 cases of... It's probably less than that. I'm exaggerating. But Drake was on a feed the other night. He didn't come on the video, but he was on an Instagram Live with Ken Golden, Shine, and a breaker just ripping cases of Flawless. Which... Uh, and, and I've talked to a couple of people who actually know him, uh, including Ken. Both kind of had the same point to make. Like, he's not a huge card guy. He's kind of just in this for the gamble. He heard there's potentially a million-dollar card in there because of the LeBron logo, man. And that's why he did it. So I guess in that respect, I'm kind of like, okay, who cares? I didn't realize how big... Ronick, this has got to be your thing. Like, Drake, I guess he's like the biggest guy on the planet. Social following. Like, this dude's as big as it gets, right? Yeah, he's probably like one of the top celebrities out there right now, yeah. I didn't realize how big his following was. Like he's got 100 mil, 110 million, something like that on Instagram. His engagement is like through the roof with likes and views and all that stuff. So it's a big deal. The fact that he's involved at all. I also don't want to overplay it. Like he wasn't on video. He didn't go live. So that means like his audience by and large didn't know about it. Um, but maybe he comes in a few times a year for some of these massive products and does it. I think what's even more interesting, though, is if like other celebrities start to do it, 
and actually enjoy it a little bit more. Maybe they stick around. But either way, it's not a bad thing. I mean, when you get a guy with a following like that, just literally ripping basketball cards. I mean, I do think that's kind of a cool thing. So um, that was big. Oh, you know the one baseball move I missed? Matt Olson. Matt Olson is dirt cheap. Uh, Denton and Indy, we need to pull some stats on this dude. He got traded. I, I hate this trade, by the way. He got traded the other, earlier in the week to Atlanta. I obviously love it for Olsen because I think he's another guy. He was kind of wasting away in, uh, in Oakland. Got a good bat, gold glover, like really good player. And Atlanta, maybe he shines out there because of how good they're going to be. I hate that they traded Christian Pache. I, d- I did think Pache was going to be a star for them. Now I kind of think he probably just wastes away in Oakland. Um, but Matt Olson stuff, I would imagine probably we got to pull it up on Monday. I'm sure there's already been some movement, but he's another guy I think you could probably do pretty well with just buying his stuff. So uh, we'll get more specific there. I think that's it. I don't have anything else to add. Anything else important? Did you open any baseball cards this weekend, Ronick? Did I open any baseball cards? No, I did not. I did not. Tell you what, let's bang out some mailbag and then we'll get back Monday. This is, I would say, as awkward as I figured it would be without Jesse. Although Ronick has stepped up more. We've gotten no one-word answers. Mike, you're, you're doing a great job. You undersell yourself a lot. You're doing a great job. Yeah. The flow, though. You have, I'll be honest with you, you're throwing me off with how much you're talking. I like it. I thought I was going to get the typical Ronick yes, no, and look at you like, what's going on here? You could be a third man in. I'm telling you. There's potential. Only if, you, only if you'll have me. Only if you'll have me. <sighs> Are you kidding me? Make Jesse's dreams come true. All right, let's hit some mailbag. I don't have any sound effects. I'm not going to yell mailbag. Um, so we got a bunch. Tyler Rodriguez asked about Trubisky. I think that, you know, we already discussed his potential. I think he's going to get absolutely murdered. One of my favorite questions of the week, I, I take it back, a question I don't care about, but I think everybody wanted to know. A bunch of guys mentioned it. Who's in your final four, Mike? <sighs> this is a disappointment. I don't care about college basketball at all. I haven't watched a minute this season. I will watch the final, like as it gets down like Elite Eight, Sweet 16, another plane, cool. I'll watch it like toward the end of the year, toward the end of the tournament, but that's it. I just don't, I have less than anything to say about that. I'm totally useless when it comes to that, and I apologize. Um, JT, kind of another question we talked about. Now that Freddie Freeman's no longer a Brave, does his hobby value start to reflect his production? I hope so. I mean, it would make sense. If it doesn't affect his hobby value in a positive way, being in LA, I, then there's your answer. Like it's just never going to. His follow-up question: Why no sports boy? You know what? Jesse deserves a week off now and again. There you go. Jacob Roche, how does it feel to talk to yourself out loud for an hour? Hey, Jacob, I've got a ronic here, so deal with that, buddy. Matthew Bogle, how accurate do you guys find center stage, and who's the cheapest PC guy in your collection? I find it. On base stuff, accurate. On refractors, inserts, parallels, uh, the first go around like 50-50. After that, it usually picks it up. Um, but yeah, at first, it can be tough. Uh, cheapest PC guy for me, uh, I have a Tony Womack card in my PC because it's of that set, uh, the 2000 Flare Showcase set. So yeah, Tony Womack's probably the cheapest. All right, moving on. SGC bias aside, what grade do you think is better long-term? as an investment, a PSA 9 or an SGC 9.5. I am SGC bias. That's a good way to put it, Brad. Long-term, I go the SGC 9.5. It's a higher grade. I think SGC is going to continue to grow, although PSA is going to remain on top. 
I do like the nine five though. And I like that there's a distinction between a nine and a 10. Like I think that's actually an important thing. So I'd go SGC nine five. A guy named Jimmy said he would like to jump on with us. We missed the boat there. Oh, Ronick, this is a you question. Uh-oh. Tomorrow, The Ringer is releasing a new podcast, Icons Club. Do you know about this? I do. I do. It says, featuring interviews of the NBA all-time greats, it'd be awesome to explore the growth potential in vintage basketball. It is crazy that LaMelo Ball, a LaMelo Ball rookie is worth more than a Dr. J. Yeah, I mean, it is. I... Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I didn't know about the show. Who's hosting this thing, Ronick? Uh, Jackie McMullen is hosting the show. Boston girl. Yeah. I know Jackie Mac. Yeah, she's a legend. So the show, I've seen some of the interviews, like the names that they have for it. I would recommend everyone check it out. It's going to be really cool. Can we get Jackie Mac on this podcast? We can ask. We certainly can ask. She's in the Ringer family. I didn't know that. So is she a, is she a Ringer girl now? Like she's actually like on the... She's doing podcasts for us. So yeah. I like that. Yeah, I've I've known. I say I've known. I've like listened and watched Jackie since I was a kid. That's funny. Me too. Yeah, before you were a kid, man. She's. I, I'm curious when she started. I think she used to write for like the Herald or the Globe or whatever. I just even like as a little kid, I remember Jackie Mac. That's that's wild. Maybe we get some of those players on here too. All right. All right. Uh, Andy says, with all the variations that exist now, how is a player's flagship rookie chosen, or are there multiple to be considered? Uh, there are a ton of variations, Andy. Just to put it simply, like flagship for baseball is still their tops paper card. Um, Tatis is 2019 tops paper. Um, you know, uh, trying to think. The Acuna is that 2018 tops update. So their first paper card with the actual RC logo is still the the flagship, so to speak. Um, football is a little bit more wide open than that, but baseball is the one that people have been kind of passionate about keeping that flagship. So uh, Adam Corey. What keeps you passionate about this hobby? Bill Simmons pays me. Very simple. I like the hobby. Adam, you know, that's what's been fun lately, actually. Things have kind of slowed down with some other stuff, so we've been able to hit a bunch of shows. I still like nerding out and like messing around with card shows. I love chasing sets. I bought that Randy Moss card that I had never even seen before. 600 bucks. It's not like a massive card, but I absolutely loved it. Like I just... So I still like that, and I still love the hustle and the flip. Like I bought a couple Tracy McGrady cards at that same card show for 15 bucks. I'm going to flip those things for like 30 or 40 bucks a piece. I don't care that it's only a $20 profit. When I double up on something like that, I'm just, it, I don't know, whatever. The hustle side of me is kind of like, yeah, just, I just like it. So um, at your level of success, I'm just curious what keeps you interested. Yeah, and I, I enjoy it too. Like I love talking about sports. I do. I actually enjoy talking about it, talking about the cards. The podcast has been good for me. So um, yeah. I enjoy it. Boom. Roasted. Brian says, Brady, buy, sell, hold, and why? Buy or hold, Brian. Do not, I wouldn't sell him right now because there's not been a crazy spike. I think in a perfect world, you hold till he A, retires for real, B, wins a Super Bowl again, C, Hall of Fame, D, hold it till he dies. I don't know. Uh, but I would not, I wouldn't sell him right now. I don't think there's any reason to. Um, James, who would you invest in before the season starts? Ooh, I'm getting Ronick's opinion here too. Bo Bichette, Luis Robert, or Kyle Lewis? I hate Kyle Lewis. He's burned me too much. Robert, I'm going Bo Bichette. I think he's super underrated because Vlad's in front of him. I'll say Bichette. The Blue Jays are really scary right now. I think they could probably win a World Series. So I'm sure I don't really know what that does for his card value or whatever. But just based on what, Doesn't of, a, hurt. what of a big of a threat they are, I'm going to say him. I'll be honest. If he didn't have Vlad playing in front of him, he had the second most hits last year. He batted like 290 or something. 
almost 200 hits. He had like an unbelievable first full season. But because Vlad was so ridiculously dominant, almost won the Triple Crown and was competing for the MVP, I feel like Bichette almost like, I know baseball fans know how good he is. I do think people are kind of sleeping on him. He had a ridiculous season. So, um, yeah. Jacob Larson do grading companies grade flaws on the actual sticker of sticker autos in the card grade or the auto grade. That's a good question, Jacob. Like if there's a, I know I've had a card before that had a wrinkle on the sticker and my surface grade got dinged. So I would imagine, but I don't know. Uh, good question. Aaron, how much does it move the hobby needle when celebrities like Drake buy into flawless breaks? Um, it moves the needle some. I mean, people are talking about it for sure. It's a good thing. Again, if he was visible doing it, it would be 10 times the impact. But the fact that he's involved at all is huge. Also, should hobbyists stop falling over themselves when it does happen? Absolutely. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't ever see a world in which I'm speaking to Drake. I don't ever want to talk to Drake. I think he's okay never speaking to me. I'm never going to buy, sell, flip a card because Drake tells me to do it or I see him doing it. So, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't care. Totally agree. If you could change one, uh, Andrew Donnelly, if you could change one thing about the people and the companies and the hobby, what would it be? I don't know. Nothing. I like the hobby. I think it's good. I wish people stopped yelling as much when they're live. That's it. Oh, God. Kurt Lang. What a per perfect office question. Hillary Swank, hot or not. <laughs> uh, I think Michael Scott already ended the debate with the, with the deciding vote in that episode. Boom. Roasted. Uh, Michael P. 2021 F1 Tops Chrome is skyrocketing in price. It absolutely is. It released at 700 bucks last week. It's already up over 1100 if you're holding at 700, would you rip it or keep it sealed and sell once it settles? Absolutely keep it. Unless you're looking just to rip it and have fun, like if you want to rip it for yourself or for your kid or whatever, keep it sealed or sell it to Eddie. Like Eddie will pay stupid money over geo breaks. They've been ripping that stuff all week. Um, yeah, I, I did not think this year's stuff would, would get as high as it's been. Or excuse me, I didn't think, yeah, that's this year. I didn't think it would get as high as it was just because I thought there'd be some, like a cooling off from last year totally opposite. Like it has been ridiculous how well it's sold. The singles are on fire. Yeah. I, if you can, I would just sit and wait as long as possible. I don't think there's any reason to sell it. Uh, okay. A couple more as a Jets fan. It's from Mark as a Jets fan. Good for you for admitting that publicly. I try not to be a homer, but I see Zach Wilson as having a significant upgrade in his second year. Thoughts on his pricing for cards, such as contender autos. I hate to say this, Mark, because in general, I despise all things New York. Um, I don't hate that. Yeah, I, I don't know. There were some games last year when I think Zach Wilson looked really good. And there's no way the team around him is going to be as bad this season as they were last year because they do have a decent amount of youth. I don't think it's bad. I think his pricing is probably fairly cheap. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's a bad, especially if you're like a, you're going to go out and cheer for him anyways. You're a Jets fan. I don't think it's a bad play to buy him. Uh, Eric, how do you feel about guys like Triple J and Desmond Bain as a short-term play as you go toward the playoffs? I love Bain because I think Bain can put up 30 in some playoff games and bring attention. I, I don't really care about Triple J. I don't think he's going to score consistently enough. But yeah, I've got some Desmond Bain stuff. That, that's my I've had it for a while, granted, but my play is to sell it first round uh, for the Grizz. Uh, they can be had at a pretty good price. A pretty good price point, and all the attention on the Red Hood Grizzlies is on Ja. Yeah, I agree. So that's always going to limit the other two guys. Like, neither one of them are anywhere near his level, but yeah, 
I agree. More March Madness questions. I'm sorry, I'm absolutely useless. Um, do you ever feel guilty as a breaker taking people's money who are clearly overdoing it? I don't know what that means. I don't ever feel guilty when I sell a break, no. Unless the break's horrible and then we always just give extra stuff away, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you don't like it, don't buy in, but it's not my job to regulate. Although we do try to protect the crowd, there's certain products we don't break for that reason, but in general, like, no. I mean, you offer a product to the market if they buy it. I mean, they should know what they're spending their money on. We make sure our pricing is fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever feel bad for it. There are plenty of scumbags in the breaking game, though. No, no question. Uh, Luke, in the grand scheme of things, how much staying power and prestige do you think Mosaic will have? I'll be honest, Luke. I think Mosaic's going to be fine. I think it's always going to be way cheaper and way less desired than Prism. But I also think it's going to maintain better. Like, there's going to come a point where people are not crazy for Prism anymore. When that happens, I think there'll be somewhat of a drop. I don't think we'll see that drop with Mosaic. And actually, speaking of Prism, uh, Mosaic Prism football NFTs released tomorrow. The digital packs on Panini Direct. Um, if you so the new pack configuration too, it's like a real pack. You can pull big stuff out. It's not just base anymore. It's just a regular pack where you could pull anything, low numbered stuff, one on ones, all that. Uh, when me and Jesse are back in town next week too, we'll have some free packs to give away. So I would say if you haven't yet, just create a Panini Direct account for free. Uh, if for nothing else, I mean, go on there and buy some stuff, but if nothing else, you can win stuff for free. So boom, roasted. All right, two more, 13 more questions and we're done. On a scale of Mike to Jesse, how much do you miss the sports boy when recording by yourself? I do, Chris. He's Yeah, he's good at what he does. I don't mind doing Facebook and Instagram live things alone. A podcast pre-recorded when I'm just staring out the window at random planes over the ocean. I miss the big fella. Also, if you were to race Jesse up the rocky steps in Philadelphia, who would win? Would, you, would your conditioning be able to carry the day against his very long strides? Chris, that's a ridiculous question. Absolutely. I'm going to end with this one because I like this question. Uh, Dan, does spring training performance generally have an effect on the market? Yes and no, Dan. For established vets and pros, not as much. But for prospects like spring ball, which is not necessarily spring training, or even if they get some spring training time, guys seem to go crazy and really, really reach for prospect guys when they see them do anything and the prices get absolutely nuts. So in that regard, I do think it's a good play for prospects. Like be ready to sell them if you want to be. Um, and I said, that's it. This is the last question. This dude, Andre rips some Don Russ. I think he said he ripped it after he heard us talking about it, which by the way, Don Russ basketball this year has been absolutely great. So he posted all of his hits. He said, is there any advice on when to send a new card release to PSA? So Andre, this is a long question. Like you've got a, a lot of stuff in here, which is good. I would say this, Andre, if you've got cards that are 100 to $150, probably 150 and up uh, as a raw card, if that's the value right now, send them into PSA immediately. But for a lot of this stuff, especially Don Russ, I would just send it to SGC for 23 bucks. I think that is the best play on it. SGC selling for like 75-ish percent of PSA comps, but the grading is much, much cheaper and you get it back much faster. I think I would do that in general. Uh, any advice to spot the highest end cards and when to send for grading versus waiting? Yeah, the rookie stuff, like if they're going to be relevant. If you're going to grade it anyways, my thought is always just get it done. Get it graded right away so you, you, know, you have it. So um, yeah, there you go. That's mailbag. That's the show. Ronick, anything closing notes-wise on your mind? 
No, I just want to say, Mike, uh, I've been on TikTok and I've seen some some card breaks come up on my thing. And I, I always stay and I watch them now just because of the pod. So Really? We're bringing you over, man. You're getting on board the sports card market. I'm telling you, it's happening. Be great if Bill called next week. By the way, the podcast is done. <laughs> we get fired. You're like, I'm never watching TikTok videos again. <laughs> well, there you go. Solo show. Uh, this is probably going to drop tonight. So this is Thursday night. Next week, we're back to normal. Monday and fra- nope, Monday and Thursday, I guess, is normal. There's some product coming out next week, too. We'll hit it up on Monday. And then I do want to talk more about the Prism uh, NFT packs. Like I said, set up a Panini Direct account because we're probably going to uh, give some away live on the podcast. We should have them by then. So there you have it. Jesse, we miss you. Ronick, excellent job, as always. Thank you for filling in and all the uh, on-mic time. Much appreciated. And yeah, that's it. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. Back on Monday. See you guys.